Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And um, so I get to bring that into it, like my 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 acting into fatherhood by writing scripts with them, you know, planning what we're gonna shoot and actually, you know, execute. Hey everyone, welcome to Attentive Fatherhood on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Bradley Hasemeyer. Each week, I bring you honest and hilarious conversations with men from all types of backgrounds. But at the end of the day, we all just want to be better dads. Hey, attempters. Question. Do you remember playing outside until the sun went down? Would you let your kids do that now? Well, actor, comedian, and YouTube producer Ray Stoney answers that one. But first, hey, guys, how's your dad life going, huh? How's how's being a dad? I guess you can't really turn back, so you're in it. Uh, is spring break coming up for you guys? We are right in the middle of spring break. I also like to call this the cold, hard look into what summer might be, a.k.a. time to Google as many camps as you can because these kids need to do something. Man, you take school for granted, don't you? You may know we have Loic, who's two and a half. No, he's two, and Ellis is eight and a half. And Loic does a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 9 to 12 thing. And of course, Ellis is in third grade. And so, you know, there there are these nice big chunks during the week that I can edit, that I can work out, that I can interview people, I can shoot whatever during that time. And now we're kind of lining it up like, uh, how are we going to get all this done? And there is a chance that I'm actually adding more to my plate with a couple other little gigs of doing some editing and and some consulting and that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I don't know. We got to figure that one out. We got to work on that. Uh, But this week, this week, Attempting Fatherhood is Ray Stoney. Now, a little bit about Ray. I met him when he and his family were just hanging out here in my neighborhood. We live south of Atlanta, and there's this really cool community here. There's restaurants and like a coffee shop and stuff like that here. And he was eating at one of the ice cream places. And we just struck up conversation because our kids started talking to each other. You know how that goes. And I got to say, this dude is the chillest ice pop in the freezer. He is an actor who tends to play law enforcement types, right? Uh, An officer, a detective, etc. He's been on so many different shows. Recently, he's been on 911 Lone Star. He's also one of the voices on Remy Malek's podcast thriller that happened. I think that was last year. It was really cool, kind of groundbreaking, like mixing, almost like old school radio with with actor voices. Anyway, you're going to see him and you'll be like, I know that guy. And you will see him because now we have a YouTube presence. And also because you probably look on our Instagram at Attempting Fatherhood because you should be following us there while you're subscribing to the show. I just had to get that plug in. That's all. The timing for this interview is actually really interesting because he had lost his father just a few months prior. And he calls his father his best friend. But at the same time, or around the same time, his third child was born. So it's this, this super low to a super high. And it was really interesting talking with him about that. We actually open up talking about it because he's got a necklace and I'm commenting on the necklace. Here's his dad's stats. Married for 10 years, which is like me and Kirsten as well. Three kids, six, three, and at the time we talked, a five-month-old. So that's quite the spread there. And we talked about work-life balance as an actor because he's got to travel a lot for work, how he does that, how he kind of fits that in. And also how his kids have leveraged his knowledge 
to start their own YouTube channel. The Triple Fun Crew, you should go follow them. They do reviews of kids' games and toys and that kind of stuff. But we were talking about how his kids know more, so much more at this age than he did. And I feel the same way with Ellis. And maybe you guys feel in your careers, whatever you're doing or hobby, that you see your kids excelling in and you're like, oh my gosh, if I had known what you know at this age, I would be crazy past where I am right now. Uh, But we, we talk about that and how we try not to resent our children for that. He also has this really great hashtag dad fail moment with his son. Hilarity ensues. His wife isn't thrilled. <laughs> I think we've all been in that similar situation. We could all fill in the blank with that. Also, I was really surprised by his dad vice at the end of the show. So you got to make sure you stick around for that. But hey, like always, enough of me. It's not about me. It's time to find out how Ray Stoney is attempting fatherhood. Ray Stoney, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me, my friend. For sure. Now, uh, for those who aren't watching the video that we're making here, the video podcast, I want to just kind of give people a little visual. Uh, you got the Carolina Boy t-shirt. Carolina Boy. You got boy. A, a, a respectful, um, uh, tasteful uh, chain that you're, that you're rocking there. What's on the medallion? So this medallion says, uh, carry light. Ooh, Carry light Americans. Ooh. Right? What does that mean? Just means, you know, just spread love, spread positivity everywhere you oh, go. Oh, carry light. Okay, like carry the light. Light. Okay, I like that. I you thought, I thought you meant like, don't do any heavy lifting. Carry light. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And there's a there's and a beautiful green plant behind you, which I love, which looks oh, really dope. Wait, do you have multiple one, medallions? So I have two, right? Ooh. So this one, so, so you know my I don't know if you know my dad passed away. In September, I think I told you yes, about. Yes, yes. Well, you and I were talking about that a little bit, and, and of course, we'll chat about that on here if, if you want as well. But yeah, sure. is that connected to him? Yeah. So before he passed, we um, I got him to do a fingerprint for me, his thumbprint. Found this company on Etsy. Okay. That does thumbprinting. So I got I got his thumbprint, sent it to the company, and they put it on this on this chain along with his signature on the back. Oh wow! So I keep that close to my heart. That way you could open any iPhone that he formerly had and uh, use his signature for documentation, which Pretty is great. Much. Pretty much. <laughs> That's so cool. And, and, and what a cool honor that is because you are, to some degree, and this is part of what makes fatherhood so powerful, you are the fingerprint and signature of your father as he's passing down that legacy of who he is. And now you have a visual representation of that. That's pretty rad. Correct. 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 He was definitely a big part of my life. So... I get a lot of my fatherhood isms from my dad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's start at the top with your dad's stats. I am three for three. Three for three. One, Boom. One, two, three. <laughs> You've got uh, two boys and a tiny baby girl. Tiny baby girl. Five month old baby girl. 
Five months. And how old are your other kids? I can't uh, I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old. Two boys. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. We just celebrated 10 years last year. Hey, there you go. That was us. We celebrated 10 last year, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. In fact, okay. I'm talking, we were going to get a tattoo last year, like a Roman numeral X. Yeah. Uh, That's sweet. Which That's I, sweet. I thought was kind of cool. Um, but it was our anniversaries in May and the tattoo place. I'm kind of a tattoo novice. I only have one. They said, oh, yeah, you want to avoid water for like two to four weeks. And I was like, not during the middle of a Georgia summer. There's no way I can stay out of a pool with my kids. And let's wait till the end of the year. And that has yes. now become on my to-do list today, literally, is to follow up and be like, can we just go? Can we get an X on my arm? Before, um, the winter, before the summer comes. Exactly, because summer's coming again. I mean, it's like seventy. Well, it's, it's actually a little chilly today, but yesterday was like seventy. So yeah, it's. I'm, I'm afraid that uh, that that window is closing quickly. <laughs> I got to get in there. And yeah. when you got married, were you? I mean, it sounds like you were super close to your dad. Um, yes. Were, were you guys like best friends growing up? Yes. Kind of thing, or did that yes. just evolve later? Okay. No, from from day one, day one, best friends from day one, and then in my wedding, he was he was my best man. Yeah. Yeah. So Pop that's really my, rad. That was my ace, man. Yeah, that was my. Now, dude. were your parents together? Did you have both parents together when you were growing up, or did you live with your dad, or how did that work? So I had uh, I had both parents growing up. Okay, but my parents separated when I was I want to say I was maybe like five. Okay, maybe. like okay. I, I I I briefly remember you know like I faintly remember like in in like kindergarten us still living together. Um, but they separated. Um, but I had both parents growing up, and I lived with my mom until I was about. I want to say until I was about in the third grade. Okay. And then so I it's moved. Like eight. With, yeah, it's about eight years old. Then I moved in with my dad, and I've been oh, with my wow. dad ever since. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's really interesting, especially because you know the the formative years you had both of them around, and then. Right. To be with mom. Do you remember that time with mom as like so different? Were mom and dad so different? No, they, they, they were they were they were pretty uh, pretty much the same. You know, okay. They were they they loved hard, but they gave you a lot of freedom. Like you know, I was one of those kids where I could just go. Yeah, you know, yeah. long as long as you were home before the streetlights came on. Yeah, you could go. That you was know, so, so good. Do you, would you do that now? Do you do that now with your kids? Like, okay, we'll just see you before the lights come on? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I right? I no, can't. it's crazy. Can't do it. I can't, I can't do, it. do it. I can't do it. It was a different era. It was, man. It was, it was a different now, era. Here, here's a question I always ask. is like, Because okay. this, this comes up all the time. Is it a different era or are we just more aware because of social media and all these other things? Like, certainly terrible things were going on when I was a kid, right? Like people were being kidnapped and people were right. being, you know, whatever, sex traffic, like all these awful things I'm sure were going on. But there was no way for me to know that. And my parents were like, we watch the news every now and then. And then there's so many of these micro moments, like you're hearing about kids across the world and you're coagulating all that into like my possible experience in Fayetteville or Knoxville where I grew up or whatever. Right. So it's like, do you think it, is it worse now or we're just more aware and the world seems smaller? I don't know. I don't have the you answer. Know, I'm just curious. I think it might be a combination of both, right? I think it might be that we're more aware. You know, it's a lot of things going on, on social media and the news. Yeah. Like you said, but also I think like in, in, in our era, in our generation, I feel like at least in my neighborhood, everyone on your block in your neighborhood were parents. Yeah. Right? 
whether whether you were their biological child or not, they were still a parent, right? And they had so their eyes out for you. They right? had their eyes out, right? Yeah. You know, they they can call and say, "Hey, Lil Ray's down here, you know, next to my house, all you know." Lil, and and everyone just kept just kept a watch. Nowadays, you know, people mind their business, right? That's you know, a good like, point. Stay away. Like, listen, I I didn't see it. Don't want to have anything to do with it. I but never in that era, that. Never just, yeah, man. Yeah, like like back then, man. It's like it's like I had a neighborhood full of parents. Yeah. That and they, everyone had everyone's number, or they yep. had someone who had someone else's who had your mom's number. Did you ever play on a sports team with a phone tree? Like, like if the if the game got rained out, you had to call two people. Those people <laughs> yes. will call two people, and you're yes. like, I'm, I'm responsible for that. That would ne- it's just a group text now. Boom, sent. Everything's done. <laughs> the phone tree is a is a concept long, long lost on on kids today. Long lost. They know nothing about that. Nothing. Nothing. What's interesting too, because I think. People are certainly, it seems like, again, this could just be seems like, but busier, I mean, COVID aside with people being at home. And mm-hmm. so even if you live in a neighborhood with a bunch of parents, they're running their kids to soccer practice. Those kids are coming back. You know, it's like dual income. Both parents are working. I feel like growing up, everybody was home. Everybody All was my home. friends were at home. After school, you just played. You didn't That's play right. anything specific. Parents were around, or at least one of the parents were around. So, yeah. you know, there were more eyes back then, too. Yeah. Tons of eyes. Yeah. And every and everyone had permission, yeah, to parent, yeah, right, right. Everyone had permission, <laughs> right. If you, if you see him acting stupid, yeah, you do go for it. Take care of it. Do what you need to do. Exactly, exactly. That's right. That's right. That's funny, man. All right. Well, I want to get into how you define fatherhood. I specifically define the role of fatherhood as uh, availability. Ooh, great that's word choice. Thing, right, being available. Mm. to your children you know i mean i i I, my my dad um and my mom too but i I lived with my dad longer um and my mom passed away in 2004 okay so i had my dad many more years after my mom right and my dad was just always available Mm. anything i wanted to do any place i wanted to go whatever i needed he always made himself like Whatever he was doing got put on pause to be available for his son. And then after I was straight, then he resumed what he was doing, right? Whether it was work, whatever, whatever the case. So I try to carry that same energy into my kids. Like, I just try to stay available. Mm. Just, you know, just, just, just let them know that whatever you need, whatever you want to do, dad is here and dad will be a part of it. And dad will just, uh, you know, just... Just be that guy. Like when you yeah. call my name, here I am. Yeah, you know that's what I mean? really cool. I love yeah. that. What a, and and that's part of that legacy. That's part of that thumbprint, right? That we talked about at the beginning. Is like that's something that you're passing down directly. That your dad was so proactive about. Did you did you realize it growing up? Like that's weird. Like Tom's dad's always busy, and like Elizabeth's dad's always busy, but my dad's always available. Or was that like later on in life? You look back and you're like, that was pretty cool. Yeah, kind of kind of later on. Okay. Later, like like when I when I reminisce, I'm like, man, every every basketball game I had, he was there. You know, he was always in the stands yelling, and, and all my friends would be like, hey man, is your dad coming to the game at night to raise hell with the rest? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, he'll be there. You know what I mean? I look back at old photos, and I'm like, man, what's that Laker game, man? Me and pops, and we went to you know when I gave birth to my first son. You know, I got pictures of him right there with the baby, and you know what I mean? Wow. It's, it's, it's it's a compilation of. Of everything, when I look back, he was always there. Yeah, 
You know what I mean? That's, he was always really available. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Now, you're you're an actor, obviously very accomplished. You've done a ton of stuff. And that also tends to, as a freelance person myself, I know that can rub against being available. Because you right. got to travel for work. you got auditions. There's times you got to put your foot down. Say, i got to go do this thing right. so we can eat. i got to leave for, uh, you know, and sometimes for actors, depending on what the role is, you could be gone a couple months. It could be a couple days, whatever. How do you kind of balance that work-life balance when it comes to being available, something mm-hmm. that you really want to do, but also the reality of, I got bills to pay? Well, um, as far as, as uh, if, I'm, if I'm gone more than two weeks, like if I, if I know up front I'm going to be gone a month, month and a half, anything more than two weeks, I bring my family with me. Nice. Okay, cool. That's, so that's kind of like a, just an easy across-the-board rule. Across the board. If I'm gone more than two weeks, we all going on a plane. Yeah. Or if they have something going on, right, that they can't step away from at the time. Yeah. Then when that two week period hits, then they they're still coming. Right. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's and as far as you know, as far as like if I'm going under two weeks, you know, I just check in every day, like every day, multiple times a day. There's a FaceTime call. Yeah. Right. Not just a voice. Right. Like, right. You know, I, yeah. You know, I, I FaceTime them. Let them know where I am. Show yeah. them, you know, what's going on in my world, my current world, and yeah. so they can, so they, so they can kind of feel like they're there. I like that. That's a good. Yeah. That's a good perspective. I, I think a lot of people think, oh, I'll Facetime, but don't necessarily think of the why. Like that way, they can feel like they're a part of it, and you're not so distant. That's a cool yeah. point. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now, now, as an actor, uh, how how do you see that kind of like informing your parenting? I mean, for myself. You know, my whole world is imaginative play, right? right? As an actor, it's all imagination. It's all, and for kids, it's all imagination. So I know right. that lines up really well. But your kids are getting older as well. So you know, it, it, how do how do you kind of mesh? How do you bring your professional life into your fathering? I guess. Well, um, you know, I like to I like to watch a lot of shows that that uh, that keep you abreast of what's going on in the world. Okay. Right. Even though scripted. But okay. it's still it's still kind of based in reality, right? So I, I like to learn a lot of things that that uh, that that you shouldn't do, you know, a lot of things that are cool. Yeah. When I when I watch these shows, like when these writers are writing, and I'm getting these different perspectives, and I see what's going on the screen, then I bring that into my parenting in terms of, yeah, you probably shouldn't let your kids go here because these things do happen. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. So euphoria. You just sit them down and say, "Do nothing." You're gonna watch for the next hour. Exactly. Okay, these are all no's. Everything exactly. else is a yes. This is the no. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then also, you know, my 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 kids uh, want my kids have a YouTube channel that we just started. Right? Yes. So, yes. So 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 we watch TV all the time, you know, and 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 we watch like you know different movies, different TV shows, and we watch these YouTube channels that they like to watch, and. A lot of times I take them like in, in my basement, I have a studio, right? So I take them in my basement and um, we just do like practice auditions because they've seen daddy on TV. So they say, yeah. I want to do this. We go down in the basement, turn the lights on, you know, get oh them mic'd up, boom, 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 and we do practice auditions. Amazing. And so between doing those practice auditions and watching these YouTube channels, they're like, we want to do a YouTube channel. Yeah. So my wife's, like, my wife's like, okay, let's do it. So we started one and... Um, so I get to bring that into it, like my 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 acting into fatherhood by writing scripts with them, you know, planning what we're going to shoot and actually, you know, executing. That's amazing. Yeah, I, yeah. I think. Do you look back on that, or is there a part of you that's like, if I had this when I was a kid, man, you man. know where I would be right now. <laughs> man, I don't resent you, my child, <laughs> but. 
You know B. It's like, man. I know, man. I, I, oh, man. Now, you know, when I was a kid growing up, my dad, engineer. My mom's dad, engineer. My dad's dad, engineer. My mom, mm. teacher. Like, these were regular, real jobs, right? I grew right. up in Knoxville, Tennessee. I didn't know anybody in the entertainment industry. I didn't know anything about the entertainment industry. And I look back on that, and I think, you know, I did stand-up one time in my, like, fifth-grade talent show. Killed, by the way. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and some of these different things, like, you know, I would always grab the video camera, want to be around it, and, like, do some editing with, like, in-camera editing, because there was no editing software at the time that I knew about. Right. right. And, and I looked at those, and I was like, oh, man, I wish my parents had, like, highlighted that and been like, you, you could pursue that. Let, let's check this out. Let's try this out. Well, let's get you. But they're also, I, I you know, give them credit. Um, there, it wasn't like there was this, you couldn't just go on YouTube and watch videos about editing or how to become a great right. filmmaker. Or, right. you know, you, it was like, okay, so this must mean film school. Like that was the only option in that realm. Or I guess we got to move our whole family to LA and that was right. not going to happen, you know? Right. So I understand that the context of it, but, but man, I just wish sometimes I think about like where Ellis is and I'm like, you have such a head start on simple stuff. Like, you know, because so many people are shooting with cameras on their phones and stuff now people are even less weird about like a camera. They're just right. like, oh, okay, well, you know, oh yeah, green screen. We'll watch like Avengers and Ellis will be like, do you think that's all computer generated there? And I'll be like, yeah, I, th I think it is. <laughs> She's like, you think they used a blue screen? I'm like, yeah, in fact, the one across the street. But how are you so smart, you know? So like, I'm sure you feel the same way. Oh yeah, oh yeah. When, when my kids watch it, like, my three-year-old's like, look at that, look how that dinosaur jumped into the water. And my six-year-old's like, London, that's green screen. <laughs> <laughs> and then they had this back and forth battle like, that's not green screen, that's real. He's like, no, London, it's green screen. So it's like, yeah, they're, they're very aware. I wanted to talk a little bit about Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform and to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. Now, a lot of people, of course, face pressures to change themselves, to fit other people's expectations. And the reality is the more freeing solution is to find what works for you, right? That's what attempting fatherhood's all about. What works for you? Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique and what works for someone else doesn't mean it'll work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible. It focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work toward a goal at a pace that's comfortable for you. Noom Weight makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons to help you gain confidence and practical knowledge, one-on-one -on -one coaching, which obviously is extremely helpful, and a cognitive behavioral approach that teaches you how to be mindful of your habits. Listen to this. 75% of Noom Weight users finish the program and more than 60% of the users that engaged with the program kept the weight off for a year or more. That's a big deal. So start building better habits for healthier, long-term results. Sign up for your trial at noom.com slash believe. Again, that's noom, N-O-O-M, dot com slash believe, B-L-E-A-V. All right, back to the show. Well, one of the things that a lot of my dads talk about too, and I think you brought it up, which is this element of, you know, a lot of times when people get married and especially when they have kids, they're, they're they can throw the brakes on their life. Mm -hmm. And now it's all about the kid. Mm -hmm. And 
everything else that I used to do, I'm going to stop. I'm not going to hang with the dudes and get drinks. I'm not going golfing, fly fishing, running, whatever the thing is that was really a big piece of you. And I've had guys say kind of, you know, what would you tell a new dad or what would you tell new dads? And a lot of them have said, don't stop being you. Right. And I think, you know, that's a, a such a vital element because you're bringing that experience and that knowledge, in this case, acting, green screen, shooting, editing, all that to kids that took you years to accumulate. And right. you're now able to impart that element, not to, not even kindness, goodness, wisdom, all the great, like make a human, but just like make an interesting person. And, um, and so it's, it's, it's encouraging, I guess, to hear that, that you're bringing them into it. And it's not this definitive line of this is dad's work. You go do your play, you know, kind of thing. Right, right, right. Yeah, definitely include them, man. And, and, and definitely don't stop being you. Because I feel like I feel like if you continue to be yourself and continue to do the things that that make you happy outside of parenthood and outside of being a family man, then it'll only make you a better parent and a better family man. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you because you're happy. Yep. You know what I mean, what so is I'm, that for you? What are those things? Uh, I mean, you know, I go I, I, I hang with the fellas every now and then. But I, I would say my thing is like like I'm. I'm real easy, man. Like, you know, if you... if you Just the way you talk, your whole demeanor, man. Yeah, when I, I mean, first met you, and I'll put this in the top of the show too, when I first <laughs> met you, I was like, is that dude alive? Like, in such a good way. Like, you're, you're like the essence of like chill cat blues kind of dude. I was like, man. Man, I, I'm like... This guy's cooler than I'll ever be. <laughs> I'm like Love Jones, bro. I'm just like... Yeah. I'm chill, you know what I mean? So chill, so chill. It's like, like, you know, my thing is like, you know, give me like, give me, give me like two hours mm. of just me. And just let me sit on the couch and watch Law and Order SVU, <laughs> you know, drink a beer maybe yeah. or, 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 or a cup of hot tea, put my feet up and just zone out. Like, I don't really need to, like, get out of the house much or, or yeah. get it because I really do enjoy being around my family. Right. And I yeah. really do enjoy uh, uh, playing with my kids. Um, but every now and then, you know, it's, it's like an hour to myself just to, you know, just sit down, just decompress, you know, watch something mindless. Yep. That I don't really have to pay attention to. Right. Because, you know, I'll be watching. I have my phone. Right. And I catch right. back up and I'm back on my phone. You know what I mean? Yeah. But just yep. that just just that time to decompress is That's really good. is really all I need. And then is your wife like totally on board with that? Did you have to did you have to kind of come to a shorthand understanding like within those 10 years of like, hey, this is something I need? Like, you know, I could see how early marriages, myself included, I, I just would do those things without communicating them mm-hmm. and then they could they could seem selfish or they could seem like I'm not considering you or it could seem lazy, you know, that type of thing. Did you guys kind of come to that shorthand or, or how was that work? Yeah, 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 definitely. It was it was it was definitely a a, uh, a transition, you know, in a relationship because I was always like that. Yeah. Like you said, like you said, I would just like take those moments and I didn't want them to feel like I was trying to ignore them. So she we kind of we 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 kind of adapted, right? And she and then she she kind of just picked up on the fact that hey, daddy needs a few minutes alone. Yeah, you know. But I, but now I try to do it when, like before, I used to do it spontaneous. Like I would just take that time. Yeah, yeah. I right? just like boom, y'all just y'all leave me alone. Daddy needs a minute. <laughs> now I kind of yeah, it's my card <laughs> exactly. Now I kind of plan it, like you know, hey, yeah. you know, I tell my wife, hey, tomorrow, you know, it's a show coming on. I just want to decompress or. Uh, I do it when they go to bed, or sometimes they might go on a golf cart ride or something. Yeah. Or you know, go to the arcade and I'll hang back. You know, most of the times I'm there, but every now and then I'll just I'll just I'll hang back just to get a little quiet time. 
Now you should explain for the audience going on a golf cart ride. I know that's very normal for you. Right. People are like, does he live on a golf course? No, it's the part <laughs> of the community where you live in Georgia. Right. right. It's part of the community where I live where they where they have golf cart tracks. And all so around. Just, it's all around. Crazy. All around, man. You know what I mean? You can go, you can run all of your errands. On a golf cart. You can get your fast food, you can go to your groceries, you can hit up H you know, TJ Maxx, Marshall's Home Goods, that whole conglomerate. All of that from a golf cart. It's it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. And it saves gas. Oh yeah. Yeah. Not to mention just like the hassle of car seats and like getting in and out and like especially with multiple kids, man. At least Ellis can buckle herself, so that's one down. Right. Loic, you know, sometimes he's like a fish out of water, just like flailing. And I'm trying to like I'm trying to get that tickle. You know that like collapses them, and I can clip them in real quick. <laughs> and sometimes that doesn't even work, man. He's he's a strong dude. Yeah, yeah. So now you can cute. avoid that for errands. Yeah, yeah. That's life saving. It's life saving, man. All right. So here's a here's the thing. Hashtag dad life stories. What you got, man? So one time we were at the barbershop. Ooh, right? okay. In California, and my two boys. This is before we had the baby girl. So my two boys. My, my, my youngest, London, was probably one and a half, maybe, right? Still, still had like that, like that, that funny walk. The toddle. Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, the toddle yeah. walk, right? <laughs> so he, uh, uh, so Q was finished. Okay. London, London was finished, right? It was, so the barbershop was like a, in like an old strip mall, right? And so there were like cars parked right up to the curb, right? Of like the sidewalks, like the curb. Yeah, and then the store. So, and they had a bench sitting out front. So my wife was in there getting her hair cut, right? Because she had like the shave size with all, yeah, all yeah, that yeah. stuff. So, so I'm sitting outside on the bench, and I'm holding Q. And uh, London is like, London keeps walking up to this car that's parked, right? Because the car has some cool look- looking rims on it. Okay. So he's walking up to the car, right? And he's looking at the rims. He's looking at the it's rims. It's shiny, he's, Dad. It's shiny. Yeah, the shiny rims. And he's like touching the rims. He's poking it. And then, and then he walks back over to me. Okay. Right? Like he's kind of like checking in. Like, I can yeah. go this far. I can come back. Okay. Exactly, right? So then he walks back to the car right by the bumper. And he's like looking at the wheels. And you know, he's, he keeps touching the rim. Then he walks back to me, right? So I'm, I'm having a conversation with another gentleman outside. And I'm holding my, my, my boy on my lap. Yeah. You're doing, the, you're doing the dad thing. You're multitasking. multitasking. I got eyes on him. I'm talking to you. I got, I'm holding baby. Exactly. Okay. No, I see everything out my peripheral. I'm like, okay, I got him. He's there. Okay. Yeah. And so, unbeknownst to me, the everyone in the barbershop is watching this action going on. <laughs> yeah, because they're behind you. You can't exactly. see that. They're all looking out. Okay. Exactly, right? Okay. So, 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 London goes over to look at the wheels again, you know, and uh, uh, he's like looking at it, poking it, poking it. And then he looks over at me, and I'm looking at him, and then he just bolts. Boom! Right, bolts toward the back of the car to run into the parking lot, and I'm like, "Oh snap!" So I like yep. drop my other one. Yeah, I'm like, "Boom!" Drop Here's him. a stranger who I right? just hold this baby <laughs> exactly, and then I run. Right, and right as he got, thank goodness, there were no cars coming, but he was going into the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. And right full as speed. right as he got to the back bumper. I just like scooped them up, woo! Right, and I made it like I made it like fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. My For heart him. was like boom, 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 <laughs> boom, 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 right? And so I turn around after, after I scoop him up and made it like fun. I turn yeah. around and my wife is standing at the door. Everyone in the barbershop was looking out the window, and my wife was uh. like, "What the hell?" And I'm like, "I got him, babe. I got him. I got him." And she was like, "Why are you letting him play with that rim?" 
Didn't know the whole time everyone was looking like, why Why is he uh, letting the sun play with the rim? Oh, no, you're <laughs> getting like, total shade from oh, everyone behind you. Everyone. Oh. Everyone. You're that like, was you know a, what? Can you can you hold him? I'm going to bolt into the parking lot <laughs> that, now because I'm out of here. Is this that is too no much. <laughs> so that was like that was like a fail and yeah. an embarrassment all at the same to all wrapped in one. I mean, did did you did you feel like, oh, I'm I'm shameful. I should have been keeping tabs or was it just like, you know what? Like, I'm glad it turned out this way. I probably should have been. Or was, it, was that like all day you were trying to shake that off? How, how are you? Oh, how do you man. deal with that kind of thing? I was trying to shake that off for like weeks. Yeah. Because of like what could have happened. The thought of like, what if he got hit? He could have got right. hit and I was right there. Right. Because of what could have happened, right? Mm. So for weeks, man, I just like I couldn't shake it. I kept thinking about it and thinking about it. Thinking about it. I was like, man. And, and that was the day that we learned that he was a runner. Because my wife has stories too that happened after that day. Like one time he tried to run into a body of water when he was with her, right? She had to chase him. Yeah. Because he was standing right beside her and they were by a pond and then he just looked at it and went, boom. I'm out. I'm out, right? So we learned that day that he was a runner. So in, in, in theory, it was kind of a good thing because yep. we got that knowledge that, okay, this is our runner kid. Uh-huh, right? uh-huh. This, the, um, our other son is, is, is our safe dude. You know, he, yeah, yeah. You know, this dude. He's out. It's whatever. He's down for whatever. So yeah, so in theory it was a it was a good thing, but I'm glad I was just there to catch. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad you can kind of twist that. I, I mm-hmm. like that. Are you an yeah. anxiety type of person? Are you someone who like worries? Like the, you know you hear a siren in the distance and you're like, that's my kids, man. I know something happened. No. Nah. Or are you just no? That's good, man. Just nah. just chill with it. I'm chill. I'm like whatever. I'm like yeah. you know. I, I always I, I never think the worst. That's good. Never. No. That's never good. think the worst. Is your wife like, you know what could have happened? And you're like, nothing could have happened. And she's like, are you kidding? Yes. Everything could have happened. <laughs> yes. she thinks, she's the yin to your yang. She is. She thinks the worst all the time. <laughs> all the time. All the time. That's why my wife, Kirsten, stopped watching SVU and oh. NCIS and all those things. Because it was just fill, it was filling her with multiple choice options right. for the next time a thing goes wrong. <laughs> Ellis was supposed to be home. I saw on an episode recently last night that five kids were abducted. That's A. B, she uh, was taken by a terrorist. C, she's like, what are you talking about? Exactly. I want to get into a little bit about raising kids in this environment in terms of race. So in terms of how you inform your kids about interacting with the general public. You know, this is something that we are much more aware of having Loic as a son mm-hmm. um, and much more proactive about seeking guidance on and being aware of and, and all that kind of thing. Right. And, and so I'm curious from, from a dad standpoint, how did your dad help you and how are you kind of passing that along? Cause I think a lot of our listeners want to know how just kind of in that, in the mix, either to understand it for their own experience or to be able to know, like, this is what dads are going through, man. Yeah. Well, interesting, interestingly enough, man, my dad, when I was, when I was really young, was a cop. Oh, right? yeah, okay. He was a cop in the South. Oh, right? wow. In, in South Carolina in the 70s, right? 70s and 80s. So he saw a lot of stuff, man. Yeah. He saw a lot of stuff. And so he was able to... Did he bring that home? He, or, he or... I don't remember. Okay, yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't remember. He, right, you, know, I, you were with I, your mom kind of from five to eight, you said, right? Yeah, but I mean, yeah. but, he, but, but, even, but even still, it's like, it's like, 
I just don't remember him. I'm like, I, re- I remember him being a cop. He was like a plain clothes cop. Yeah. Oh, wow. And so, you know, I remember sometimes, you know, going on car rides with him. Like, he would take me to school sometimes. We would stop by uh, Hardy's. Yeah. Oh, Hardy's. Remember? Heck yeah. Hardee's. Carl's Wait, Jr. Side, in LA. Note, I don't. I don't want to throw the rails <laughs> off of this. I was up for a. Uh, I was up for a um, uh, Wendy's spot. Okay. It was. I was on a veil. It was between me and they were like like camera testing these people, and I kept saying, "I love this Hardy's burger instead of Wendy's. I love this Hardy's burger." And they're like, "Take it again. I love this Hardy's burger." And and my agents were like, "What the was that?" They're they're releasing you because you can't say Wendy's. And I was like, I was like crying. I'm in my car heading back to my apartment where I can only pay rent one week at a time. It was like devastating. But I was like, I will never eat at a Hardee's because of that. Never, never, never. never. So anyway, Hardee's, Hardee's. Carl's, yes. none of them. I'm sorry. But, but yeah, I remember going like Hardee's and you know playing on his uh, on his CB. You know what I mean and stuff like yeah. that. While he was in. So I I remember parts of him being a cop. I don't remember all of it. Yeah. But later in life, I learned you know. I learned a lot of the stories that he would tell me about his days being a, being an officer. So he saw a lot of stuff. He learned how to maneuver. Mm-hmm. You know, he learned, you know, when people were were being fake and when people were being genuine. And so he just, you know, he's taught me a lot of things to 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 look out for. But he also just told me that don't be surprised if people treat you a certain way because of your color. Mm-hmm. He said, because nine times out of ten, it will happen. Yep. You know what I mean? And and this is how you respond to that. Right? He taught me different ways to respond to it. Wow. So, and so yeah. And so I try to instill that in my kids, you know, my you know, uh, obviously, as you know, we're we're interracial. Yeah. And so and so my kids are are half black, half white. Yeah. Um, technically Italian, but but white. Yeah. And um so, you know, we teach them about black history month, right? And we yeah. And we teach them about, um, uh, I tell them about different experiences that I went through, mm. right? Just to let them understand that, hey, these kinds of things used to happen to daddy. Yeah. Right? I'm not, we're not that far removed from when it was really, really bad. Yeah. Right? But then especially today, in the South. Especially in the South. Yeah. Right? But today there are still instances. Mm. And, I had, and, 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 I, and I've had some instances in California. Mm. Personally, I would say in yeah. California more than I more than I've experienced in the South, right? So that's interesting. Yeah, so I just tell them, hey, you know, these kind of things can happen. Um, people may treat you differently sometimes because of the color of your skin. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, but we respond in this way. Mm. You know, we respond in positive ways. We, you know, yeah. we, we 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 let them be who they are, mm. and we gravitate toward the people that don't treat us that way. Yeah. Because they are, you know, I tell them, you know, I believe there are more good people in the world than bad people, right? And we know a lot of good people. Yeah. So you generally, so 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 you gravitate toward the good people. Yeah, you know I mean, you you educate the bad, and mm. if they receive it well, mm. then hopefully they they'll turn to good, and everything will be fine. If they don't receive it, then we just gravitate away from them toward yeah. the good people. Yeah. Yeah. Is how do they receive that? Are they just kind of like most kids, where it's like you show them a, a touch screen and you say, "This is how a touch screen works." I'm like, "Oh, okay," because I don't know anything different. They kind of receive it that way, or are they like, "Why, Dad? That doesn't make any sense to me." Well, my my, I said my three year old is kind of like, "Okay, cool," and then he's like, "Boom!" I'm gonna go yeah. to watch Paw Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. We like Patrol, to speak man. about race, son. Great. Mm-hmm. Okay, these horrible things may happen. Okay, cool. So uh, Paw Patrol, <laughs> that comes on now or, yeah. Okay. Exactly, exactly. Okay. But my six-year-old, Q, he, uh, 
he's a question asker. Yeah. And he's a thinker. You know what I mean? He's yeah. like, well, he's the, he's the quieter one, right? Correct. London's the bolter. London's the bolter. London's yeah, the bolter. Yeah, Q's the thinker. Q's the thinker. Q's like, okay. that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. Say, well, you're, you're why right. would they do this? And I'm like, mm. you know, it's just, that's just the way it is. Some people are insecure. I say, oh, mm. some people have been taught that, right? It's, it's been passed down. Yeah. Generation to generation. You know, if you have someone that's the head of the household yep. that, that is hateful, then they are probably going to teach hate. I said, so, you know, it's generally not the children's fault yeah. when you run across kids like this. It's not their fault. Yeah. Right? And so, but he asks a lot of questions. Yeah. Like he thinks good. about things, he analyzes things. And he's like, that doesn't make any sense. Well, yeah. why would they do this? And why would they? And why would they? You know, yeah. and, you know, when we have those conversations, I mean, you know, I'm, I just keep it 100. Like, I'm always real. Like, I don't sugarcoat things. Yeah. I show, I show them pictures. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, of, 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 you know, not, not like super violent, but right. I would show him pictures of, you know, this is what happened. Yeah. This is how people were treated. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's just, just because he's, for, for a six year old, he's pretty mature. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, you, you can't, you can't go all the way, but there are some things that I feel like for him it's appropriate because he's definitely a thinker and an asker and, and he, he's the, he's the kind of person that says, well, when I grow up, I want to do this to help change that. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well then, you know, well then I need to show you some things yeah. so you can have some things on your radar as you grow to say, hey, this is what I want to change. Man, I, I feel yeah. like that's, that's a, a much deeper, more meaningful um, parallel to the idea of like learning green screen and learning lines and stuff, right? Which is like, here's the toolbox and I'm just putting stuff in here. Right. This is when you're gonna use a hammer. This is when you're gonna use a chisel. This is when you're gonna use a knife, you know? And I think as a, as a kid, that's so powerful. The earlier, I feel like the earlier you can have those, uh, age appropriate, right? Like right, right, Loic right, exactly. doesn't have a metal hammer. He's got a plastic one, you know? Correct. Age appropriate in how you address what you, what you tell them is so powerful for giving them a head start and also really creating this sense of like, excuse me, like my dad was always honest with me, right? Whether they know that consciously or not, there's an element of like, I can trust the information coming from this authority figure in my life. And I think right. that's powerful too, because I was talking to another dad a couple of days ago uh, and, and we were talking about making those deposits in the bank so that when you have to make a withdrawal, like total dad fail or, you know, <laughs> right. I forgot your birthday. I don't know, like something huge. It doesn't wreck the relationship because you've been there to kind of prove that. I think tools are such a great example of that. Oh yeah, man. And you know, I think, I think, you know, we should, we should give them real, we should give them real tools. Yeah. Like for instance, like my kids always say, you know, like my, my, my six year old and my, well, Q in London, the two boys, Yeah. they have seen their births. Oh, right. wow. Yeah. Because they say, how are babies born? You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, well, I'm not, you know, babies don't come, the stork don't drop them off at the front. There's don't. no stork. There's no Sorry. stork. You know, it's like mommies and daddies, you know, they yep. get, they, 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 they have their alone time. Yep. And mommies, you know, daddies sometimes get mommies pregnant and then we go to the hospital and they say, well, can I see one? Why not? Let's let me show it. you. Let me show you yours. Amazing. What was their response? Were they just like, "This is awesome. I love it," or were they like, "That's disgusting"? No, they Puppy were like, this is, "They were like, this is awesome, right?" And they're like staring at the screen, and we're like showing them on the phone. And they're like, you know, and we're talking to them. Okay, so this is the doctor. Uh -huh. You know, this is mommy. Yeah. You know, this 
his mommy's vagina and yep. Yep. and the baby comes through this tube and this canal right. and right. you see the head and you start seeing the head come out and and boom there's the baby yep right and so i was so we've actually recorded everyone's birth except uh landry the baby girl okay. because of covid she was born in covid time they wouldn't let me record it right yeah <clears throat> oh man so uh but yeah they they've seen it they they understand babies yeah where babies come from yeah how they come out the whole nine so you know like like we just we just keep it real with them man i mean they're, I they're little that. people and they they have they're like these sponges they just absorb yeah. everything and they want to know and i just don't want to you know tell them anything that's that's uh that's like fairy taleish. Right. I, I think that's such a powerful thing too, being honest with your kids in that way. And and again, that just is more deposit in the bank. Right. More deposit in the bank that we're here. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, you've given a lot of great advice. Uh, before I let you go, what is what is one bit of dad advice uh, that you would specifically give to uh, dads listening out there? It could be encouragement. It could be don't do this. <laughs> Whatever it is, <laughs> you got the you got the the ears of every dad out there. What you got? Dads out there in America and abroad. My one piece of advice. Oh, here it comes. Look at my drummer on the table. Yeah. Man's got rhythm. Is do not be afraid to make mistakes. Ooh. Because you're going to make them, right? So just accept the fact that, hey, I made a mistake. It's a growing pain. It's a learning curve, Right. Mm. Because you can't get it right if you never get it wrong. So just make Ooh. the mistake, accept it, own up to it, learn from it, and keep moving. That's all I got, man. Don't be afraid to make mistakes, man. That's so good. And I think showing your kids that you can make a mistake mm-hmm. and be okay, mm-hmm. you know what? That was my bad, and we're still good. Right. You know, that you remove that level of perfectionism that maybe they think that they need to ascribe to. That's right. just, I mean, you're taking off handcuffs right there. You're really taking giving freedom to your kids. You're taking them off. And when your kids make them, yep. right, just yep. know that they're kids. Yeah. Ooh. Right? Thank you, Ray Stoney, for attempting fatherhood. You know, I'm trying. I'm you're trying. doing it. You're doing it. All right, brother. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to Attempting Fatherhood. My whole hope with this is that we build a community that encourages dads and that brings new information to the table and and gets you excited about living your life, doing what you're doing. If you have felt that way, please make sure you rate us on Spotify, on Apple. Just rate us. Give us some stars, hopefully five. And make sure you share this. That's equally important. It's a great way to build community, to share this information with other dads. You know, start a text chain, whatever. That helps us. That helps you. We grow this community and all that. Thanks again for listening. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Attempting Fatherhood. Again, thank you so much and have a great day. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.